Our guest today is Dr. James Merlino. Dr. Merlino is the Chief Experience Officer of the Cleveland Clinic Health System and is a practicing staff colorectal surgeon in the Digestive Disease Institute. Dr. Merlino is also founder and president of the Association for Patient Experience. And as a member of the clinic's executive team, Dr. Molino leads initiatives to improve the patient experience across the Cleveland Clinic Health System. Welcome, Dr. Molino, and thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Lonnie. It's my pleasure to be here. Great. Uh, I wanted to start by asking when and why Cleveland Clinic established this role of Chief Experience Officer, and then how you came to be in that role. The role was established in 2008 uh, when our CEO, Dr. Toby Cosgrove, uh, assumed the leadership of the Cleveland Clinic. Uh, he, one of his key initiatives initially was to take the organization back to more, patient, more of a patient and family-centric environment. And he started to implement a lot of tactics and messaging, and he made patient experience a strategic priority. But he felt that he wasn't uh, getting significant traction at the Cleveland Clinic, so he wanted to take it to the next level. And he became the first, or the Cleveland Clinic became the first healthcare organization in the United States to actually appoint a chief experience officer and uh, to uh, open or develop an office of patient experience. And what he did was actually uh, model this after a lot of. Uh, large industries in the United States today with their chief customer service or chief customer officer model. And so uh, my I took over the role in uh, July of uh, 2009. I had uh, trained at the clinic and, and went somewhere else to practice. And I moved my practice here in uh, January of 2009. And uh, the role became open and my CV was put in and I interviewed with the uh, Dr. Cosgrove and members of the executive team, and ultimately uh, was appointed chief experience officer. Well, great. Thanks for that uh, background. Uh, what are your responsibilities as chief experience officer, uh, meaning what type of activity do you handle directly, and what do you delegate to others? So, Lonnie, my number one priority is to keep the organization focused on what's important, which is is the patient, and to make sure that everything we do has the patient at the center of all of our initiatives. On a day-to-day -day basis, uh, I have uh, a team of project managers who drive uh, and implement best practices that impact the patient experience. I have a team of individuals that uh, design and deploy service excellence standards for all of our 43,000 uh, caregivers. I'm, uh, the dirty side of patient experience is I handle the complaints, uh, which actually is, uh, is helpful because it allows us to see light on things that uh, we should be working on to improve. So it's actually a, it actually is a plus. Um, I also oversee referring physician relations because, frankly, our patients are our number one customers, but physicians who uh, send patients to our system are our second customers. And we want to make sure that uh, you know, we're providing them with a good experience, making sure that they get information back timely, that their patients get access, and that we're servicing uh, their, their patients because ultimately they become our patients as well. That makes complete sense. Uh, so tell me, what are some of the challenges in establishing an optimal patient experience across an organization as large as Cleveland Clinic Health System? Uh, that's a great question because I think that our challenge is similar to a lot of uh, similar challenges that healthcare organizations across the United States have. 
Cleveland Clinic is a 91-year-old organization, and, and you can imagine uh, in the fact that it's a healthcare organization, it's, it's very uh, seeped in its traditions. And so you're, you're talking about taking an organization that's a legacy, that, that's, it's a legacy organization, and uh, in, in, in essentially developing it to a patient-centered culture where, in fact, the culture, the patient is not always right. Um, so some of our challenges have been really messaging. So what does the patient experience mean? And, and how does it affect everybody in the organization? One of the things that we've done, I think, very successfully is really defining it. So at Cleveland Clinic, patient experience is not about patient satisfaction. In our organization, we prioritize the patient experience as, number one, delivering safe care, number two, delivering high-quality care, number three, providing optimal uh, experience and satisfaction, and number four, driving value. So why is it important to prioritize like this? Well, you don't want to get into a situation where you're pushing on people to improve the patient experience and they push back on you and say, well, so you want me to pay more attention to making patients happy than my quality. And, and the way we get around that is say, no, it's not about making patients happy over quality. It's about safe care first, high quality care, then satisfaction and experience. We want people to understand how it's prioritized. And I, and I think we've been very successful at that, and that's helped us get over the challenge of really getting people to understand how it's defined. The, the next biggest challenge is it, it's great to have a strategic priority like patient experience, but where major initiatives like this fail is often organizations can't execute. So you have to have an ability to execute on the strategy. In our organization, the way we execute on improving the patient experience is to focus on processes, things that we can implement that make a difference, uh, aligning our organization, our people around a culture of service excellence, and impacting uh, our patients, trying to make patients better partners so that they can help us deliver better care. And I think that by, by defining it and by articulating an execution strategy, uh, we've been able to really overcome a lot of the challenges that we've seen in the organization. Well, that's great, but how do you measure patient experience, at least in your organization? Well, there's lots of surveys that you can do to measure how well you're doing in patient experience. And the six areas that most healthcare organizations measure patient experience in are at the emergency department, in the ambulatory environment, in the inpatient environment, home health care, uh, psychiatric services, and pediatrics. Now, we measure all of those areas, but what we really pay attention to is our age caps, our inpatient. And the reason we chose to do that is because, number one, it was the most visible patient experience metric. It was the first one to be out there, and it's what the government's been talking about. Secondly, it's publicly reported, and it's linked to reimbursement now. So it was easy to create a soapbox of change around it. When we started to talk about patient experience, we really needed to let people know what we're going to be focusing on, and we needed to give them metrics that they could focus on. And so age caps, the inpatient metric, was the, was the natural choice, and that's why we chose to, to focus on age caps. So we also theorized, and I think correctly, that if we could improve the inpatient environment, the tactics that we would use and the strategies that we would use to improve inpatient satisfaction would trickle into the other areas. Because at the end of the day, uh, one of the most important 
features in, in improving patient experience on the inpatient environment is how our caregivers communicate with patients. And if you can improve that on the inpatient environment, you will also drive improvements of that in the ambulatory, the emergency department, and the other areas. Well, so how do you, tr- uh, how do you coach that communications process, uh, again, across a, a large organization with so many providers? So here at Cleveland Clinic, we're very transparent about the data. So the first step is to let people know where they stand. And we do that on an individual level for physicians. And we do it on a department and unit level for the nursing units. Uh, the second thing we do is, is once we are, are transparent or once we've been transparent with the data, we take our best practices and we apply it to the area. So for physicians, uh, as, as an example, we've developed a physician communication training program where we can actually give our physicians tactics to help them become better communicators. And we've also trained up 18 physician coaches that work with our medical staff and help them to deliver better communication practices with patients. Wow, that's impressive. And uh, I assume it's uh, paying off for you. Well, it's it's funny you you say that uh, it is, and uh, it's it's interesting because we benchmark our organization's scores and against many groups. And for academic med- large academic medical centers, uh, we are a leader in, in in how well our physicians and nurses communicate with patients. So we're and that's not where we used to be. So we're we're very proud of that. Let me ask you a d- slightly different question. In your experience. What's the most important aspect of optimal patient experience that most organizations overlook or mishandle? Well, the first thing is I think it's important that organizations recognize what I said before about the definition. It's not about making patients happy. This is about how we deliver care. And if you just kind of pick apart the HCAP survey, which is the CMS-required survey, you recognize quickly that three of the big domains, how well nurses communicate, how well physicians communicate, and how well all of us communicate about medications, uh, are, are about, it's about communication. And, and so that's not just about making patients happy. It, if you improve the way nurses communicate with patients at the bedside, you decrease medication errors. That impacts safety. If you improve the way physicians communicate with patients and family, you improve compliance, and that drives quality. And yes, by the way, if we communicate better, patients are more satisfied. However, uh, if you hit all three, you're now driving value and efficiency. So that's the most important aspect that I think people overlook, that it's not about satisfaction. This is about how we deliver care. We are very good every year as physicians at making sure that we're on top of our practice game by doing more education and CME. Nobody practices how to deliver that care better. In other words, how do you improve the encounter with the patient? How do you make the encounter more efficient? That's what patient experience is about. That's great. Uh, I have one more question uh, because I know your fourth annual Cleveland Clinic Patient Experience Summit uh, is going to be held uh, in in the middle of May this year in Cleveland. And I just wanted to ask you what types of people attend this summit and what kind of topics do you cover? Thanks for asking about the summit. We're, we're very uh, pleased with the success that we've had with it. Uh, first of all, let me tell you, this is the largest non-aligned independent patient experience summit in the world. So we're very, very proud of that. And when I say non-aligned and independent, you know, we don't make money on this. Uh, we are a provider. 
that puts this on for other providers because I think that the way we all get better is to share information. And we like to share what we're doing, and we encourage others to share with the group so that we can all improve. Last year, the third annual summit, we had 874 people attend from outside the clinic that represented 38 states and 24 countries. So it's a broad spectrum of healthcare leaders that are responsible for improving uh, the patient experience in their organization. And we've been very careful to listen to the people that attend and use that information to shape the agenda. So what we try to do is bring topics that will help people improve. We want our speakers to come in talk about what they're doing, how they did it, how others can do it, and why they think it'll be successful. We really want this to be an exchange of information. We pay very close attention to the timely topics around patient experience. So how do you improve HCAP scores? How do you engage physicians to be uh, uh, focused on this? How do you impact culture to develop your people around these concepts? And, then, and I think because we've listened to the people that have attended in the past and used that information to shape the agenda, we've, we continue to make this a very successful event. Well, it sounds very exciting. Thanks for sharing that. And thanks for your time today. Uh, it's been a great uh, insight, I believe, for our listeners as it relates to even how to define patient experience as well as how to execute. As you said, if you fail on the execution, it's just a good idea that didn't happen. So uh, really appreciate your time, and, and uh, good luck with your summit, and uh, thanks for being with us today. Well, Annie, thank you for uh, including Cleveland Clinic in your uh, Healthcare Success Strategies uh, podcast. Uh, the patient experience affects all of us, and the only way that uh, healthcare organizations can get better is to share their information.